So Raj, uh, thanks for joining me. Third episode of the Unscripted Podcast. Um, we had a very quick chat before, so you've got an idea of how it's going to go down. But um, mm. I want you to start by introducing yourself in a way that you've never introduced yourself before. Let's do it, man. This is tricky. Let's give it a shot. Okay. My name is Coach Raj. I am a business major, graduated class of 2021. Skidmore men's tennis and the reason I'm on this podcast is because I DM'd Mac like a year ago and now we're homies yeah <laughs> shit yeah that was crazy did you message me first I can't remember I think you did and we jumped on a spaces or pretty something, sure right? man I'm pretty sure it was back when you had that um the cartoon like version of yourself mm, as your profile, shit, yeah. back then yeah. God, that was a while ago right yeah, I remember you were just going like insane. I was like, who is this guy? I haven't seen him before. Mm-hmm. Like tweets were on point. I was like, I got to reach out to this guy. Yeah, I remember that. I had some mad growth and it was really bizarre. And then I changed my message a little bit and got a bit more serious and it slowed down. It's crazy how that works, right? Mm. Yeah. So no, 100%. I, <laughs> I was about to say I went through the same thing, just like tweeting super like general. You mm-hmm. can attract a lot more people. But when you go more specific, you will... Yeah. Less people find what you're saying like relevant or interesting, but the people who do, it seems to make a bigger impact. Yeah, I found from a from a business perspective, so from a gaining clients perspective, mm. the more you share the things that you generally want to share because you think are valuable, the better you do in signing like high caliber clients, you know, for your coaching program. But it's all well and good like growing a platform and there's a lot of people out there that like tell you to grow this platform and you get and it's like it makes sense because you've got to gain attention you've got to get that attention to even get where you are but mm. a lot of people like I, I'm, I'm a big believer in like 99% of people that follow you will never pay you for the service that you're offering so if you're going to get 100,000 followers you're going to get some good people from that but if you're not putting the value out there of what you can offer the world it doesn't really help you right 100% bro even 1% is pretty solid mm. <laughs> that's not 1%. bad one percent would be nice yeah so you're very you made a very brief mention about tennis like what's your story with tennis why are you not a pro tennis player dude i wanted to be i just wasn't good enough and i realized i I had Mm -hmm. dreams when i was like 12 of winning like wimbledon and stuff yeah like winning grandsons i wake up like fuck that's just a dream and then i played tournaments and then i was around like 14 15 when i realized like okay realistically i'm just not going to be pro so then i switched my goals from being number one in the world, professional tennis player, to getting one professional point and playing college tennis. So I made it a little more realistic. Then I hit those goals, so that was cool. And yeah. it, it wasn't like, honestly, bro, because like I played tennis in Hong Kong. Like I was playing tournaments there every mm. you know month or so. And only one person wins the tournament. And then like 60 to 100 people lose. So you yeah. like play every month, every week, and you're constantly losing, constantly losing. But you still have that hope. And then, like, you get to a certain age, you're like, okay, shit. For me to get to where I need to be, it's going to be really, really hard. So let mm-hmm. me just use what I, like, built, like, the skills to, for something else. So I was like, okay, I could go to a college, play college, and that should be cool, right? Mm-hmm. So I did that, and then I played, a, like, a very, very low-level professional tournament, and I got a really easy draw. So I think I played the worst tournament in the entire draw, and I beat him, and then I got a point, and I was pumped. <laughs> you're happy, yeah. <laughs> My name's on the system. <laughs> Beautiful. So do you know, knowing knowing what you know about yourself now and what you're capable of and me knowing what I know about you and what you're capable of, do you have any regrets? Honestly, I do not, man. Not at all. Because I do think like everything like happens for a reason, even though it's super cliche. Mm-hmm. But like you will, like everything has led me to something else, even though I didn't see it at the time. I see it like a month or two months after. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely yeah. no regrets with that. I mean, at the time I was like, okay. Like when I really started taking tennis seriously, I was like, I was like 16, 17. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, imagine if I like had this intensity training intention, like took fitness seriously, the mental side and training when I was like 13. Right. So at the time I was like, oh shit. But then now I can't really complain too much about it. Mm, that's fair. So did you mention that you, you've got a business major or did I did I hear that wrong? Yeah, no, I, I did. It didn't help at all, but I did get one. Okay, what was, was cool. the 
What was the motivation behind that for you? Like, what was the grand plan? Because I, I guarantee it's not what you're doing now, right? Oh, no, not at all. So um, I went my first year, like undeclared major. So I just took a bunch of random classes, took some, some painting classes, um, whatever. Nice. And then I was like, oh, shit, I don't really know what I want to major. But I do know I want to start a business. So let me just you know, do a business major. I hear it's easy. A lot of my friends are doing it, whatever. So I did that. And it's the thing is, it's called business management, right? Uh-huh. You're learning how to manage a business, but none of the professors actually have one. So it didn't really make any sense. Like they were teaching how to like do finance or marketing for companies with like thousands and thousands of employees. Uh-huh. And so there was a huge disconnect. And while I was in college, I was failing other businesses as well. So I failed four businesses before, before finding like coaching. And it was a lot of common sense. So that's what I liked about it, where I didn't have to like study much and I could just show Mm -hmm. up for the class, do well. Mm -hmm. But in terms of like the value gained and like the opportunity cost, like not even close to worth it. Like one, that's four years of my life that I could have been, you know, in the trenches building and all that, you know, time and money could have been used to, you know, hire mentors, hire coaches pay for, you know, distribution, build websites, do other things, try, fail more. So I guess I definitely would think it's unnecessary. But like you said, you can't really like go back and be like, because then who knows, I might have not been here today. Mm. Yeah, of course. So how did you, how did you kind of get into, not the coaching, but how did you kind of get into like the online space? Because I imagine it's similar to me where, you're messing around, you're online, you see Twitter, you see all these people killing and you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, no, I have a pretty funny story with that. So I had a pretty solid internship in the summer of 2020, like I think right Mm. before COVID hit or maybe it was 2019. And then like I was making like a good amount of money for, you know, a 20 year old kid. I was pumped. And then the next summer I was like, and I, I looked for an internship very late and then I got one and when I like uh, killed the interview, they were like, yeah, you got it. And I was like, okay, so how much does this pay? By the way, we didn't talk about that. They're like, it's actually an unpaid internship. I was like, fuck, I didn't know. So I was like, okay, cool. So then like that day I was Googling like how to make money online. (laughs) And I did that for a couple of days. I found this guy, Jason Capital. He's like a big, you know, guru energy guy. (laughs) There's Mm -hmm. like email there's like a private labeling on Instagram. So basically what he was teaching was you find a business that needs like email marketing, copywriting, whatever. And then you find an email marketer, the copywriter, right? You put them together and then you take like 20% of the profits, mm-hmm. right? So I tried that for like three months, got zero clients. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, this isn't for me. And the funny thing is this was the time where I was like, had a very, very entrepreneur mindset. Like reading all mm-hmm. these, like I read like a four hour work week, like 17 times, meditating all day, like listening to a podcast, but I wasn't actually doing the work. Yeah. And, and then after three months, I was like, okay, this isn't for me. Then I found a guy who was doing the same thing or like in the same realm on Instagram. He was like, yo, you should come on to money Twitter. So it's a better energy. It's way cooler. Like I'm doing this. I have my brand here. I'm making, you know, decent amount of money. I was like, all right, man, cool. So I started on money Twitter, like. 2020 yeah sometime in 2020 and i made an affiliate marketing account mm-hmm. so i was that guy who was talking about like these business and mindset stuff with mm-hmm. zero experience zero reason to do that so yeah, yeah basically a fraud and i was selling affiliate marketing and i was selling other people's courses that didn't even work for me so it was bullshit mm-hmm. i did that for like two three months made one sale 25 dollars nice. <laughs> quit again and then I was this was my senior year of college and then I was like okay I was applying for jobs right had a few decent internships got on some interviews I missed an interview because of the time difference then second interview was like eh, I didn't really like the, the person the vibes and I was like okay this this isn't working I gotta get back give the business thing another shot mm-hmm. I was like okay I saw some potential on Twitter like that side of Twitter a lot of people killing it but I just didn't like the affiliate marketing and I was like hmm what can I do and that's when I went into coaching because, you know, over the last couple of years, I helped my brother get in insane shape and I helped some of my friends, you know, I designed the programs would love talking about it. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. let me just like go back, rebrand as like a fitness guy. 
I tried like 15 different niches. Like at one point I was doing like, I was helping tennis players. Didn't get any clients with that, but. <laughs> and then I was switched to like fat loss, skinny fat guys, entrepreneurs, you know, busy dads, Indian Americans. I tried all these different markets. And then today here we are coaching, you know, six, seven, eight figure entrepreneurs. And it's more of a, my coaching, I guess, is switched from more just like training, nutrition, accountability to more of like health and performance and sleep and that kind of thing and ha- mm-hmm. habits. Nice. Now, how did it feel going through like having that realization of this is kind of the thing I want to do and then mm-hmm. getting kick, kicked in the balls constantly with like different niche ideas and like trying to find, because that's got to be a point where a lot of people say, fuck this, I might as well just go and get a job, right? Mm. So I think for me, I like looked at the alternative. I was like, okay, like you had a taste of the alternative. You like had a couple of internships, like you were applying for jobs. Like, do you really want to do this for fucking, you know, 30 years, 40 years? Uh-huh. Or are you going to try to make something work? And it's, I was like telling myself, like, listen, you're, you know, in your early twenties, you don't need a lot of, you know, you don't have much responsibilities. You can get by with no expenses. Might as well try to, you know, make a business work now uh-huh. so I can be, you know, relaxing or whatever, 30s, 40s, right? So I think I was kind of like the fear of the alternative was always super way stronger than any frustrations of, you know, failing or uh-huh. going through challenges at an expense. You feel like that was the real motivator for you then? Because that, I think when you've got that awareness, right, of if I don't make this work, I'm going to go and have to live this corporate lifestyle. And there's nothing against living a corporate lifestyle, right? Mm. There's people who love it. It suits them. It suits what they're about. But when you've got that entrepreneur mindset, like of, and it, it, it took me until 33 before I even considered that. Like I've talked about it for years and then I ended up on money Twitter and I did the whole affiliate thing at the beginning whilst coaching. Cause I was like, I couldn't do the connect. I couldn't work out like, well, Surely people outside of your network aren't going to want coaching and are not going to pay thousands of dollars for coaching and are not going to pay you. You have all those doubt things, don't you? But then you you join Twitter, you start trying to sell like courses for affiliate marketing to other people. And it just becomes this big pyramid scheme. And then you're like, well, what am I even doing? Like, but for you, like you talk about that fear of not wanting to live that life. Like I think when you've got that awareness, it's really, really powerful, right? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it also stems from like luck in terms of like who which environments i was placed in and like Mm. which role models i happened to stumble so Mm. i'll give you like an example right so for like the people i looked up to from like you know 13 to let's say now 23 last 10 years they were they had positive effects on me right that's like one my parents two like professional athletes like roger federer three like online entrepreneur guys even though like i don't watch this content anymore at all but like gary v when i first got started like three years ago two years ago like in the online game he was a huge help right Uh just like a lot like someone yelling at you like getting you pumped up and stuff like that that helps and like just a lot of these guys like a lot of the books that i read stuff like i didn't they're like some people just didn't come across that stuff, right? Some people didn't have the access to resources, didn't weren't at the right place at the right time, right? So I think a lot of it is, you know, down to other factors that you can't really control. I do think if you have a clear, like understanding of the alternative, like, okay, here's what happens if I don't go for what I want. And then what you have a clear understanding of what could happen. Like you look at the guys who are absolutely crushing it in this space, right? Where like mid twenties, early twenties, it doesn't matter what age, mm-hmm. but these guys, they're crushing it. And you're like, okay, this is possible. I've seen them, you know, grow, go from A to B in, you know, a year and a half, right? And I've never seen that sort of growth in any sort of corporate environment, right? It's not possible. Like you can get a raise, you know, 20%, 30%. That's still amazing. Mm-hmm. But in like the online game, you can see people literally 30X their income in a year and a half, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You think that's helped by connecting with the right kind of people in that space i think that's a big thing because in the start i made a huge like proactive effort to do that just to like send dms connect with people who not only not for the reason of like oh i want this person as my client but like okay i like what he's talking about he seems like a Uh cool guy he we seem to have some things in common i think he's gonna we're on a similar path like i see him in a year being way better 
are in a better place than he is now. And so do I, I see the same thing about myself. So let's grow together. Right. And a lot of guys who I DM maybe a year ago, now their business, their whatever, everything's just way up. Right. So it's like you see all your friends leveling up and you're not going to want to just stay the same because then you get left behind. Right. Mm-hmm. You see, I think that's a real, um, I think that's a real important distinction for people to recognize. Like, so when you talk to, and you probably get this lot, when you talk to a lot of guys that are in this space and are kind of interested, I've got a flyer around here somewhere. Um, guys are interested in getting into that sort of, and girls that are interested in getting into that space. Like, I feel like if they don't surround themselves by people that are on the same place or a bit ahead mm. or miles ahead, or even those that are a little bit behind, but I've got like a, the drive. I think yeah. that's the thing for them. Cause like for me, it was, I created the account, started putting the content out, basically offered a different perspective around like masculinity than the majority of the masculinity accounts were doing and seen a lot of real success, like a lot of growth, a lot of polarizing content that went out. And the benefit from me there, you know, not even getting like, you know, thousands of followers was Mm. connecting with guys like you and guys in that space that offer a different perspective or, or, or offer this, this is where I'm going in life. And it's kind of like, when you see that, it's different than seeing like your friends in the real world that would rather go down to the bar three nights yeah. a week, you know, spend their money in the bar or the karaoke or whatever, doing all that shit, wasting their money on beer on that life. It's like, I have no desire to do any of that now at all. But then I see people in the Twitter space that you connect to and you see what they're doing and you'll, you'll speak to one guy who's one minute he's doing this one thing. And then you don't speak for three months. And the next, you know, he's making 20K a month in this other business. And you're like, holy shit, like, how the fuck did you do that? Yeah. But I think the important thing, like the distinction there is if you do, and it's a cliche again, but it's when you surround yourself with the right people and put yourself out there and don't have the fear. Like, I don't mind messaging people that have got like 20 times the account size than I have, because what I recognize is nobody's actually that different. Just some people have got mm-hmm. the courage to, just fucking go for it, right? Do you find the same? Oh, no, 100%, man. I think also it's like people compare different like account sizes, right? Just for, to use a tangible metric. And they think that the person with, you know, a 200K is somehow super different from the person at 5K, 10K, 20K. It's like, no. One, they probably just did it longer, did mm-hmm. it more consistently. And that's probably the only two things, right? Or they just are better at it, which is fair. Right, but like they they started at the same place, they had the same goals, they saw the same benefits. Like they 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 looked at the idea of like okay, building leverage in terms of a brand that gives you credibility, that gives you like location independence to work from anywhere, that gives you the ability to connect with a lot more people than you would otherwise, mm-hmm. and those were all probably main incentives for them as well. So you can just connect on that, right? And the thing is people don't understand like human like psychology it's like people love talking about themselves people mm-hmm. love getting a compliment it doesn't matter who like someone gave me a compliment like two weeks ago said like nice shoes i still can't stop thinking about it right mm-hmm. and it's like and someone else was telling me like okay the the cool thing about doing a podcast is that you can ask you can get like access to these like elite level people and you can get like, you can just ask them questions that you want to answer to, like about your business and stuff like that. And it's like a mm-hmm. three hour long consultation call because no one's going to say no to a podcast. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think if you like, you look at those two, you know, principles and then just like DM, you know, 50 people, even if they're way, if you don't think many of them will respond, I promise you some will. Right. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's a numbers game. And also it's just, if you're like a chill person with like decent intentions, like you should get some success in that by trying to connect with people yeah i get that i think what's really interesting and i'd love to get some experience from you like i get a lot of messages i got two just as i was like loading up this podcast so (laughs) i I thought i honestly thought the two people that contacted me were the same account because the first few words were pretty much the same i was like what is going on here but what's been like your most memorable like cold outreach dm that you've got from somebody whether it was good or bad can you remember Ah, I don't want to say the worst one, <laughs> but uh, bro, there's some weird ones, man. Dude, I had, I've had maybe like seven people ask me techniques for penis enlargement. 
Okay. And then probably the best the best one was just people saying like, oh, like I've been following your stuff for you know months now and I've lost, you know, 20 pounds, 50 pounds. This has helped. Appreciate yeah, that's cool. you. And like those, like they come as a shock because you're not never expecting them. You're like, damn, someone's just reading tweets and like can see benefit from that with that. Because the thing is, I think when you get in the space for like a month, uh, no, not a month, uh, like over a year, you get the belief that no one respects free stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you put, you can give out free content. Like you can write a thread with everything you know. And like people will say, oh, this is amazing. This is amazing. But most people won't actually take action on it. Or you mm-hmm. ask them a year, uh, a month later, did you actually do that thing? They'll say no. But then if you um, like charge for coaching or charge for mentorship or a consultation call, they will actually take action because now they have something to lose and it gives them a reason to take action. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I'm always surprised whenever I get any positive messages that are like pretty impactful. I'm like, damn, I can't believe you really just did that by yourself. Just a couple, you know, guidelines. I'm always impressed. Yeah. I think that that's a real character sort of recognition with somebody. I think the point you made there, which is really fascinating is there is this idea and this thought of like people don't value free stuff. And, and a lot of people don't like the vast majority mm. of people don't. That's why they're on Twitter liking loads of tweets all day long, not putting any comments or not engaging. They're just, they're there because it's dopamine for them. And, and I get that. Mm. The thing I found though with coaching clients is, and this is what people don't seem to grasp is when you make that investment and it might be, you know, one, three, five, ten thousand $10,000, for example, and they go, oh, it's a lot of money for this. It's like, yeah, but that's when your coaching actually starts. Like that act of doing that is you investing in yourself and your journey and your growth. Like, that's you believing in yourself like when you don't do that and and you come up with millions of excuses like i did when i first hired a coach and i paid them a lot less than i get paid for my coach and i was like oh, i can't afford that i don't want to pay that and and this person's still my coach today and charges a lot more thankfully but the first time they mentioned pricing to me i was in the mindset of you know i'm not paying you 50 pound an hour for that that's far too expensive I pay, I pay them six times that now on a regular basis. And it's like, you don't even think about it because your mindset's like the value you get from that when you take that initial mm. step of, I'm going to put this money down now because this is what I want for me. That's when the coaching actually starts. But the the, the idea of like people don't value free stuff, it must be really, really nice to get people. Because I get a lot of tweets, a lot of messages saying, you know, I really love your your positive content. And you forget, right? You just, it almost becomes a bit like, a, a factory process of just churning stuff out doesn't it because you're like mm. you put the content out and like and that's really hard to admit but I'm, I'm gonna have the balls to admit it like sometimes you just put the content out thinking you know i need to put the content out so that i'm still gaining the attention to build my business and i still kind of want to get a message out there but there's days where you think <coughs> nobody's even nobody gives a shit like all these people they don't care mm. but so when you get those messages you're like oh, okay like i am actually impacting people's lives right Mm, no, 100%. I completely agree. There are definitely days where you're just like, oh, shit, my uh, my queue is empty. Mm-hmm. I got, you know, four calls today. I'm not feeling it. I don't want to write. I don't want to sit down for an hour and write tweets. Um, but then mm-hmm. you just got to do it, right? Because you don't want to miss a day, get punished by the algo. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, I think, honestly, most of the times, writing tweets is probably the most enjoyable part of my day, though. If Because I usually mm-hmm. write tweets like every four days for you know four days for, for five days and i don't know man it's just super fun I, I find that you learn a lot from doing it as well though like it helps you yeah kind of articulate 100%. your thoughts better and like i'll write a tweet and i'll be like ah that's interesting i never knew that and i just wrote the thing but then it's it hits you in a different way and you're like oh mm. shit do you know what i mean and that, that's kind of crazy i like it for that at least but who's your 100%. Who's your now, now that you're at the stage you are now, have you got somebody that you aspire to be more like or a mentor or somebody who you look up to? And like you said, Gary Vee mm-hmm. was your guy back in the day. Like, do you have somebody now? And who is it, if, if so? Okay, so, so you know, when I was in whatever, 18, 19, 20, Gary Vee was big time, right? I was the consumer's content every day. Mm-hmm. But over the last year and a half, I mean, like, I think it's better to look up to people or like look for inspiration motivation whatever look to what they're doing Mm -hmm. of people who are only one to three steps ahead of you 
instead mm. of you know 50 billion steps ahead of you so i'll never watch a video on warren buffett's investing strategy or yeah. you know something some guy who's you know way 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 above like not even close but what i like doing is looking at guys who are just like slightly ahead of me and like okay mm. he has you know 10 more clients he has the you know he's what what's he doing to get those 10 extra clients right and I'll look, okay, he has professional shop pictures or he, his landing page is really good. Or here are the things I see and talk about a lot in his content. Maybe I should start talking about that. So it's mm. always trying to gather inspiration from a bunch of guys who are on similar paths, but slightly ahead. So I'll, I'll give you a few names. So f- fitness wise, like in fitness Twitter, it would be Dan Go, and then Oliver Anwar. Like those two guys I look up to see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Then, sure. Like, I just think they're both, I could learn a lot from them. And then marketing and business wise, I would say um, Dakota Robertson and then JK Molina and then mm-hmm. Dan Coe. I think, I think there's a balance in terms of like personal branding where it's like you either go solely for virality, impressions, engagement, or you go extremely, extremely specific, right? And I think these guys have it like a nice middle, middle ground. Where they do yeah. some stuff to, for, for traction, engagement, impressions, all that stuff. They do a lot of, you know, very targeted stuff, very specific to their offer, very specific to their niche. And they also do have a personal feel to it. So they just document their lives. They talk about, they do some shit posting. They do some random stuff. So I think these guys have the balance down perfectly. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be what's working. I really like that. Because you, you ask that question and I think you kind of expect people to be like, yeah, you know, Jordan Peterson's my guy or Gary V or, <laughs> you know, like The Rock. And all these guys are great, right? You know, at least in my mind, they have a lot of value to give. But I really like the idea of looking and using that energy because I guess you could kind of fall into that trap of like being on Instagram and looking at 100 reels and you the algorithm just puts them all in front of you and all of a sudden you're watching all this shit and you're like, this isn't actually helping me. It's just mm. making me feel good in the moment. And if I go and connect with like all those names you mentioned, especially in the, in the marketing side, like, you know, JK and Dakota and Danko all have for different reasons, all have really, really good brands and the ways that they communicate what it is they're doing. And I love to see that because mm. you see, I mean, like Dan and JK are completely different, like the way they do their content and the way they tweet and what they talk about is entirely different, but you can see how their accounts grow and, how their business outside of the online space grows and what they're doing and how they're capitalizing on opportunity. And you go, that's not too far out of reach, right? Like Gary V's, 100%. You know, I'll probably never get him on this podcast. You know? Like, <laughs> oh, no, 100%. Having a chat. I, I might email him and see, but like chances of getting him on here are pretty slim. And that's kind of the point, isn't it? Like whether you want mm-hmm. to accept it or not, like these people are so far, you know, in the stratosphere up here doing the thing they're doing because they've been putting in the reps for all these years. And then the guys that are a few steps ahead of you, you kind of look and go, well, this is manageable, right? Like I could do yeah, it's very some possible. of the things they're doing. And then all of a sudden you're like, fucking I'm making 10 K a month in my business, doing this thing, working from home, traveling the world, having the mm-hmm. time of my life. And two years ago I was, or three years ago, whatever I was getting offered an unpaid internship thinking, fuck this shit. Right. <laughs> yeah, man. It's crazy. And I think a big reason why I choose to, you know, look to people only a couple steps ahead, you know, two, three steps ahead is because oh, le- less than a couple of years ago, they were in the same position I'm in, like mm-hmm. currently, and mm-hmm. dealing with the same problems. Like, okay, like they were, de- they don't deal with the problems of like, oh, I don't have any clients, right? Their problems that they used to deal with were how do I manage X, D, all the new clients that I'm getting or how do I systemize this or how do I distribute this or how do I scale or how do I build my team? So these are already things they've done for mm-hmm. a year and a half. And these are things I'm just starting to do like a couple of months ago. So it's very easy when like I've already, I've also met all of these guys. Like mm-hmm. I've met JK, I've met Dan, I've met Dakota and like having that personal like relationship with them is just a cheat code. I think because they, mm. It's crazy because you see these guys and they're like, these guys are just normal dudes. <laughs> they're normal dudes. They're, they're cool guys. They, they're obviously smart. They have a good work ethic, but they're, they're not aliens. They're not crazy. They're just regular people, right? And seeing that gives you like, oh, shit. 
Like this is so achievable. And the crazy thing is these three specifically, right? Out of the guys who are, you know, in their 20s on Twitter, they're killing it. Everyone knows about how how they're crushing it, right? Mm-hmm. The thing is, they these three guys specifically, they still have a long way to go to where they want to be. Like they still have a lot to conquer as yep. well. So it's mm-hmm. like there's just endless levels. And I think if you look too far ahead, you can get overwhelmed and be like, that's not possible. But if you always look two steps ahead, you'll get there. Then you can look two steps ahead, you'll get there again. And then you just keep doing that. I like that. I imagine you use the same idea in pretty much everything that you tackle in life right now, right? Pretty much, man. Pretty much. Just try to, you know, get slightly closer to where I want to be. Mm. And then just keep rinse and repeat. And what's the what's the goal now? So say like we jumped on a podcast mm. in a year's time. Where would you like to be? In a year's time. So that would be 24. Okay. In a year's time, I want to be finalizing the launch of my gym. Mm-hmm. And I want to be like fully scaled my next business venture, which is keep this low key, but it's coaching other coaches, like helping them get clients and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I just started diving into that. Um, I've not done zero marketing for that in terms of I've never like put out content about that, never tweeted about that, never changed my bio. But a few people who they just reached out to me from referrals or they've seen and they're like, yo, can you help me out? I was like, cool, man, this, this is a legit business. And I think it's got more potential in terms of overall impact and also the impact on the individual. So what I mean by that is let's say I help a client get into good shape, improve their energy, all that stuff, right? I'm helping that one person and then I'm helping the people that that person directly impacts, right? But mm-hmm. if I'm helping a coach get, you know, 20 clients, then that impact is times by 20, right? And you can also make more money when you help other people make more money. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, the, the coaching has a cap that I'll probably hit in a year so let me start building out this second thing on the on the low key as in not like announcing it and everything but just getting the testimonials and i already helped one guy go from zero to three clients in a month mm-hmm. so that when i do fully launch that probably by the end of this year i'll already have the testimonials for it so that'd be cool mm. see i like that and i and i love i love when you like keep on the low key realizing this is going live like probably next week but um <laughs> I, I think what i like there is <laughs> You you could have two trains of thought there, like depending on your mindset, you could be like, oh, you know, it's mm. just another guy who's trying to find a way to make more money off other people. But then the mindset I have is like, well, it's a natural progression, right? If you create something exactly that works, look at Alex Hormozy, for example, right? He could just be running a gym doing that. Now he runs mm. a fucking conglomerate of businesses because he found some of the words and went, I can make a lot of money off this and stay in good shape and have a good life and have everything I want, why would I not do that? And the thing is, if somebody is willing to come to you and say, I'll pay you X amount of dollars to teach me your framework that works, Mm. why the fuck would you not do that, right? Exactly, exactly. And like people act like having money as an incentive to do certain things is a bad thing. Like Mm -hmm. how dare you want to, you know, work extra hours or how dare you want to switch your niche to make more money or how dare you pay for this thing that eventually makes you more it doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. i never got that i never got that what was the um what was the first thing that you invested like a substantial amount of money into that you thought Mm. shit this is gonna be big so i invested like two thousand dollars into the jason capitals like copywriting the private labeling thing that i failed yeah yeah yeah, i did get a refund to be fair i did get a refund okay (laughs) i got a refund because i I never get refunds. Like, I believe, like, okay, that was the only refund I've ever gotten. I believe, like, you shouldn't just get a refund if it doesn't work for you. Mm-hmm. But, like, bro, I, like, had to email the support team. And I had zero dollars. So I was like, oh, shit, I need this <laughs> to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, then, like, a year later or, like, maybe two years before, I invested in this course, like, um, like a very, like, elaborate course. And it came with, like, Q&A mentorship as well. That was probably like $3,000. Um, that didn't work. <laughs> but I didn't get a refund on that. And then my current coach was $8,000. And that was, that, was, that was the biggest chunk of money I've ever invested, spent, did anything with. 
Do you think there's a direct link between investing more and the energy you put into it? Or do you think that's just a progressive, a progressive mindset kind of thing? Oh, no, 100%. I think there's a huge correlation. I think, and we talked about this earlier, but when you do invest, you know, a significant chunk of, you know, the money you have, it gives you like real urgency. It's like, okay, I'm investing, let's say X amount to make two, three, four, five X over the next year, right? Otherwise it wouldn't make sense. And he's promising mm-hmm. that he can do that for me if I put in the work. Sure. And then you're in the back of your mind, you're thinking, I don't want to lose this money, right? So I have to, you know, do what he says, show up every day. I have to take mm-hmm. action. Otherwise I'm just throwing it out the window, mm-hmm. right? And I think a lot of that depends on like the coach because the thing is your coach should stress that. Your coach should stress that, okay, like I'm not, going to just give you a magic pill and you're going to get to this result. It's not how it works. Like you have to, you know, communicate with me. You have to follow these steps. You have to go through this blueprint and you have to be patient and show up every day and Mm. then you'll get this result. Right. And when you have, and I luckily had coaches that communicated that. Right. So that was very, very, you know, aligned, but yeah, I do think there's a huge correlation between like how much you invest into the action you take daily. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Eight thousand dollars in coach, man. It's a lot of money, right? Yeah, dude. It was not something that I took lightly at all. <laughs> mm, yeah, I like that. I, I know this coach that they call the ultimate coach, right? His name's Steve Hardison. He's been doing like life okay. coaching for since the beginning of time, like since like the eighties or something. <laughs> and to work with him, right? It's I think it's currently if you wanted to do a, a be with session for a day, it's like ten thousand dollars just for the day. And that's only a few hours. If you wanted wow. to work for a, yeah, you want to work with him for a year, it's like $200,000 and you look and you think shit, but to work with him, you have to go to his house in the States and you work at his house. So his office at his house, he never travels anywhere because he doesn't like to travel. He's got a waiting list, you know, months, years in advance. And you're like, there's fucking value to this stuff, right? Like if you're willing to invest that to completely change your life. And I think this is where a lot of people don't seem to kind of grasp the thing mm. with coaching and like i've been there before then you've probably been there where you're like i don't want to invest this money but the minute you do it and you see the result you're like it's a fucking no-brainer to pay 10 times the amount if i had the money right dude 1000 percent. i think a big part of it is like looking at like the short-term roi like let's say you invest you know 8k right you're thinking like oh when am i going to make this back am i going to make this back in a week in a month two months three months i think when you shift your mindset to like the time you'll save the stress you will save, the unnecessary challenges you won't have to deal with by yourself and the long-term ROI, then it makes like a ton of sense. Because let's say you invest 10,000 and then in a year you make 200,000 from that investment. Clearly worth it, right? And you mm-hmm. save a couple of years of figuring out by yourself and mm-hmm. you have the guidance of a coach the, the whole way. So if you're looking from that time, like that perspective, like time saved, like hassles, challenges that you don't, that you can avoid, and then also long-term ROI, so like looking ROI you get within a year, then it should be pretty obvious whether something's worth it or not. Mm. I think that one of the arguments that exists for a lot of people as well, though, which is kind of justifiable is, you know, you say, oh, well, you know, coaching with me is going to cost you this much money. And people go, I can't mm. afford it. It's like, well, there's, there's ways to create that money. And this is a real tough conversation to have with people because it's like, well, you can't. I can't just go and magic that money. It's like, we you actually can like if you really wanted to put the energy in like i was at a point in my life where before i was doing all this i was like i just need a bit of extra cash and i was sat with the missus and she was like there's this item on facebook that they're marketing for free like on facebook marketplace and we could probably get like 50 pound for it i was like fuck off i thought fuck it why not so i went and picked this thing up put it straight off for sale on facebook again for like 50 or 60 pounds or whatever and they were like i'll have that but i need it delivering here so like that's an extra 10 pound so I picked up this unit, put it in my car, drove it somewhere else and made 70 pound in like an hour. And I was like, there's no big fee. That's not big money. But I was like, just made 70 quid for like, for nothing. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and you look at yeah, that 10 go, times every day. <laughs> yeah. So if you like, you, you think, well, you can go and get an extra job. Like it really does depend on how much you genuinely want something. And if you're realistic, like, and this is a lot of work I do with a lot of clients is, a lot of the stories you tell yourself are complete fabrications, right? They're lies. You, you'll say all these things because the reality is you're just not ready or you just don't believe in yourself enough to go ahead and do that thing. And that's 
for me, that's kind of like the advice to give to people. But would you have some advice to give to somebody who has the similar sort of mindset? Of like, the coaching won't be worth it. Mm, yeah. Um. So I'm not going to say like every single coach is going to be worth it, right? Because I know that there are some guys 100%, who aren't, yeah. aren't legit. I've heard some stories. Mm-hmm. Actually, one of the clients I have right now, he was like, bro, I had a coach for six months. And it was brutal. Like I already got more value in the first two weeks working with you. Um. So I can't sit here and say, okay, every coach is good. Just get a coach mm. and work with him. But I would say like the factors you want to take into account are number one, if they have like good results, like what I mean by good results is one, a lot of them. So just a ton of testimonials Two, from people who are in your rough situation, like either like your age, your, you know, income, your skill level, your values, whatever your stage in the journey. So they've helped people like you get to where you want to be and helped a ton of them. And like, that's going to be your main one, I think, because a lot of coaches just that don't have results. Like that's an instant, you know, giveaway that, okay, they're either very new and are legit, but just don't have the results yet, or they're just not legit. Then number two, I would look for someone who you can actually see yourself like communicating with on a a daily or weekly basis, right? Because like, if you, like some people just don't get along well, like have completely different views, completely different communication styles. And even if that person's the best coach in the world, it's not going to work out. Because uh-huh. there will be times where you mess up and your coach is going to have to be like, yo, you got to get, you got to improve on this or let's work on this. Right. And if he communicates those things in a way that you don't respond well to, it's never going to work. Right. And then another thing is just going back to what we said, like how much like investment, like return on investment are you going to get and time saved are you going to get? And if you uh-huh. put all those factors together and you find someone who's cool, who has results, that are applicable to yours and will save you time money and hassle in the long term then it seems like a pretty clear cut decision to make Uh another thing is a lot of people they think like oh i invested a core into a course or into a coach this one time and it didn't work so this is all a scam right and it's like if you talk to people who have been in the online game for over five years I bet you they'll say that they have a ton of courses or coaches or mentorships or whatever masterminds that didn't get the value from, but then Mm -hmm. they had one that completely changed their lives and like that, like did everything for them. So I do think it's worth, you know, trying a couple different things until you find that thing that clicks. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, I would say, make sure you do commit to it fully for at least a couple months. So I think the best way to like utilize coaching is for the first couple months, do exactly what your coach says to do in the way that they say to do, like follow the exact framework, like do it, right? And then once you've got it down and are seeing results, then you can put your own twist on it. You can put your own flair. But I wouldn't start like, I would start just by doing every step. If you don't get the results, it's not on you. It's like your coach says, do these things and you'll get the results and you don't get results. Okay, it's on him to figure out what's wrong. That's how I see it. I like that. I think it's I think it's really interesting when you talk about like the the idea of being scammed. Like I remember mm. um, when I started the men's community, and I've been chatting to this guy for ages, and he was always in the inbox asking for advice, and we were having chats, and it was, it's kind of like coaching this guy for free almost, like via text, which is not something I do, but he's giving all these ideas. I was like, oh, okay, this men's community is like twenty pounds a month. He was like, you're a scamming bastard. I can't believe you charge me twenty pounds. And I'm like, fucking hell, dude. Like, I'm just giving you thousands of pounds worth of coaching for next to fucking nothing well for nothing yeah. this would be a good opportunity for you and you're like you just you, you're like that's it's like go and do your thing dude like that's that's okay like you're gonna do your thing and if you ever come back cool but that's quite clearly like i think it sounds really harsh but you say to somebody like you're just not going to make it with that mindset right like when you say yeah. when you instantly call somebody a scammer like and i've had that but i've had guys that have joined and they're like this needs to be five times the cost right like because the value you get from it like i do I genuinely believe that it's what you put into something like any course or any coaching or any education that you do, like before you kind of sack it off and say, I don't want to do this and it's shit and it's a scam. You've really got to look at like what it is you're creating in that moment and like who you're being, like the very essence of your being and be like, well, am I putting everything into this? Am I, am I making sure I get the most from it? Or am I just buying another course for like $30 to then have a collection of courses or whatever? <laughs> It's like people who buy books, right? They buy all these books and then they never, ever read them. And I'm guilty of that. I've got about six or seven books that I need to read, but <laughs> I read most of them 
and I go through them, but it's like people who just buy book after book after book and course after course and they do nothing. They're like, this is all bullshit. Mm. It's like, well, what are you actually doing and who are you being, right? No, 100%, man. I think that's a big thing. It's like people think, oh, I invested in a coach. I invested in a course. I invested in something. I've done my part. <laughs> like now it should just be easy. I've done the hard part. And it's like, no, mm. you've done the bare minimum. You've done the bare mm. minimum. Just playing the game. The game is a play-to-play game, mm. right? Just like with anything. If you need access to high-level people, if you want traffic, if you want uh, people to see what you're doing, whatever, you're going to have to pay some level of, there's going to be some investment, right? But that's just the first step. Mm. The next steps are actually like taking what you learned, putting into action, showing up every day and iterating every day, every week or whatever. Mm. But like, if you think about, oh, everyone who buys a course should be successful, then like courses would be like, 10 times the price first off and everyone who you know had a course would be an atrium entrepreneur which isn't the way it works mm. i like that i feel like in less than an hour we've dropped some serious fucking value bombs in here mate let's do it man i'm pumped i like the um the very fluid nature of the combo very just like kind of all over the place but in a good way <laughs> yeah and, and that's kind of that's that's kind of my aim for this is like I feel you generally get the best from people when mm-hmm. you're not following like a set script of stuff but we'll wrap it up because obviously I know you've got a client after this in like the next nine minutes I think you said you've got but have you got any advice for anybody that's listening or watching this that kind of wants to invest in themselves but isn't quite at that point yet and they don't know what to do or they've got all these mixed mm-hmm. sort of feelings like do you have this do you have a blueprint, a step-by-step guide, or just a bit of advice of like how to get going, like what you would do if you're in their shoes now? Hundred percent, man. So if you, so you're saying if you don't have the like income to invest in something, like yes, yeah. So say say if we got somebody now who's listening, that's like, well, I want to invest in coaching, or I want to do this thing, or I want to, you know, take money to it by storm and create my own business where I'm making all this money. Like, what the fuck do I need to do to get going? Like, what's this first step, mm-hmm. or what's the steps? <clears throat> So I think number one would be, even if you can't like, you know, hire a coach or anything, I would say join a very low, join a low ticket community. Mm. So if you're looking just for like overall, you know, self-improving masculinity, that type of thing, business, whatever, I'd say your community is perfect. Right. Mm -hmm. And obviously you just message Mac about that. And then (laughs) if you're looking for more, thanks for the plug. (laughs) Yeah, no worries. If you're looking for like solely something like fitness related, then, you know, I have a community for that. You can message me. But if you're looking for like maybe online business, like specifically like email marketing or something like that, I think Dan Cole has a good community. Mm. But there are also a ton of free communities. I know JK has an amazing Telegram channel for free. So join that as well. Mm. I think that's step one is joining an environment where you're around other people with a similar goal, right? So you, and even if you invest, you know, 20 bucks a month, at least that's something, right? And step two, I think would just be to dive in into free education, like daily for like an hour to three hours, depending on, you know, how much time you have, but everyone can do an hour a day. Um, And like the best forms I'd say for that are email lists. So like subscribing to like email marketers who are killing the game, you know, JK, Dakota, those guys, and just like study how they do the emails, what they talk about, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then also I'd say YouTube, like Hermosi is a big one. Alex Hermosi, um, Iman Gadzi, He's huge. Um, and who else? Oh, Andrew Huberman. He's a good one too. Great podcast. So like just diving deep into like as much education as you can. And like, the thing is that that's a tricky one because there's so many different, you know, channels out there, but only a fraction of them are going to help you. So you do have to kind of take that time, filter out the good ones. But once you find channels that you actually learn and are entertained from because if you're just learning what you're bored, you're not going to stick to it. But if you're just entertained, what you're not learning is no point. So once mm-hmm. you find channels that are entertaining and informative, just double down, you know, grind that, learn specific skills, put it into action, right? Now you have a, some sort of a skill set. Now you have a basic skill set, whether that's email marketing, whether that's copywriting, whether that's coaching, whether that's anything, right? And then I would say, then after you have that basic skill set, your next move would be to document your journey building in public. So pick one social media, just one, not two, not three, just one, because you can't do multiple things at once. You can't. 
once you pick one that suits your skills and strengths. So maybe if you're, you like short form written content, Twitter, if you like short form, like video content, maybe YouTube, right? Long form YouTube, TikTok, um, um, pictures, Instagrams, just pick one platform that works for you. Start documenting the process. So don't position yourself as an expert straight away. Cause that's just bullshit. Position yourself as someone who's trying to become an expert, who's learning, who has these skills. Then you give away free value, like mostly just value tweets. Because first you have to prove your credibility, I would say. Uh Then you add some like personal stuff, like you show your personal side of things. And then once you have that, those two things, then you work with people for free. So you work with, you know, two to three people for free, get them insane results over deliver. And how do you get these people for free? You can just do a post, a story, whatever, saying I'm looking for someone to work with me for free. DM me this if you are trying to get to here, whatever, right? You call out the specific person you want to help. And then you can all, and then if that doesn't work, you just DM people who you think could benefit from your help, right? DM them, DM them, DM them. And it's for free, so they have nothing to lose. And then you do that for like a month or two. And the good thing with this is now you're working with real clients. You're getting testimonials, social proof, and you're building relationships and you're improving your skills because you're working on real clients. After you do that for a couple months, then you get your first paying client. After you've delivered, let's say, results to four free clients, you can tell them, listen, this is, you know, where we've gone from here to here in this time frame. Would you like to keep working together? And if you've gotten them good results, they'll say yes. And that's when you pitch them like, okay, my service is this much a month. Here's what you get, A, B, C, D. And you start with a low medium ticket, not too low. Cause it's just honestly, it's easier to sell a high ticket uh, mm-hmm. package, I think. And then honestly, once you get your first paying clients, it's just a matter of constantly adding more value to your service improving your marketing efforts, improving your sales efforts, and then building systems to scale. And then that's pretty much like the blueprint I feel to build any online business from zero to six figures. Oof, do you know if anybody just listened to like the last four or five minutes, that'd have been a good podcast, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> they <laughs> they even earned I would, it by staying on the way. Yeah, even I was sat there going, that's actually a really good idea. That's, I like that. I like this. And I love the idea of focusing on one thing at first. Like people come in this space and they're like, I need to do all these things. Like I came is like, I just like to write. So I'm going to do Twitter and I'm going to do Twitter until I get like 10,000 followers. And when I get 10,000 followers, I'll maybe try Instagram. And I'm still on that point because I hate Instagram. I hate TikTok. Like I hate all that stuff because it, it's just not me, but it's like, well, your audience mm. is there and you kind of have to get out. And I've seen like you've got out of that comfort zone and you're doing a lot of videos on Instagram stuff, but it's like, focusing on that one place first and getting like established as somebody like even noteworthy on there is kind of the key. Yeah. And I think that's really, really valuable, but everything you said then was, there was not a single bit of that, that if I wanted to pick apart, could I even do so? Like it was really, really valuable, man. Appreciate it, brother. It's definitely, we saved the best for the last. I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to tell people. I'm literally just going to, it's up to them they either get that at the end or they don't right if you don't say to them then you don't get the uh you don't get the cookies at the end right shit man that's crazy that's a risky move but we'll see <laughs> <laughs> well look i'm gonna i'm gonna let you run i'll, I'll turn the record off in a second i'm gonna let you run because i know you've got a client i appreciate you coming i appreciate the conversation i think an hour is never long enough but i genuinely appreciate your time man so thanks for coming appreciate you man i'm super honored to be on your podcast man we'll definitely do a round two later this year to catch up 100%. Cheers, man. Cheers, bro.